the day of salvation. Occasionally, Catholics are asked, maybe you've been asked this question, are you saved? It's kind of a provocative question, or you might be asked, if, if you were to die today, would you go to heaven? And the Catholic, it's meant to kind of get our attention a little bit and have a conversation. Usually it's not a Catholic asking those things, but that's okay, you know? <laughs> but the Catholic response is, I'm being saved. And someone might, they might be confused by that. They'd be like, wait, 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 you're saying that Jesus didn't save you when he died on the cross? I was like, no, no, no. Yes, Jesus died to save me. Jesus died for my salvation. When I, when I die, when, when I get to heaven, then Jesus, like, then, I'm, then he'll save me. But, but between, like, Jesus, is, between the cross and me being in heaven, I'm being saved. Active, present participle, right? I'm, I'm being saved. That it's a process. And today is, is part of that, that, that God is preparing me, healing me, purifying me, aligning my heart to his. The analogy that works for me, uh, six months ago, I had read a book on Alzheimer's my buddy gave me, and in the book it said, you know, most people show up with Alzheimer's symptoms in their 60s, but they should have showed up, shown up in their 40s when they started developing symptoms. Like, I mean, by the time they're 60s, they've been, de- in their 60s, they've been developing it for 20 years. But really, they should show up in their 40s to kind of help the cause to put them in a good place when they're 60, right? So I thought to myself, I was like, well, my, my father had Alzheimer's, my grandfather did, and I'm in my 40s. <laughs> so, so I found a doctor, and this doctor like, started listing out all these things to, to work on. She said, um, and so you, you could say, okay, is this doctor, did this doctor save me from Alzheimer's? It's like, well, I'm, w- will she save me from Alzheimer's? Well, hopefully. Um, but but I, it's better to say I'm being saved from Alzheimer's. That, that what matters, whether that actually happens, whether I, I prevent it or not, it depends on what I'm doing right now. And it's, it's actually pretty simple stuff. It's exercise. This is good for all of us to know. You want to exercise, sleep, nutrition, stress management, maybe some, some supplements, you know, drinking purified water, all these things. It's ordinary stuff. But because... Because of my father's situation, because of because some of the actually the tests she did on me and everything was like you have some signs of early Alzheimer's, and I'm like, what? <laughs> so it got my attention. It got my attention that now I'm willing to do something about it now. That now is the day. If I want to prevent Alzheimer's, now's the time. That that if you and I want to go to heaven, now's the time. To, to make a response. And I think we get that. That's why we're here on Ash Wednesday. St. Paul encourages us. He says, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. 
For our sake, he made him to be sin who did not know sin, so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Working together, then, we appeal to you not to receive the grace of God in vain. Behold, now is a very acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. That the day of salvation for you and I is today. That it doesn't matter what happened yesterday. Maybe this hasn't been a great year for us. That was yesterday. Tomorrow, yeah, I'll, I'll get to that one day. It's like, no, we don't, we don't know if we're going to get to that. Tomorrow doesn't matter. We'll deal with that tomorrow. What matters is today. And so the practices that Jesus gives us today, that we hear about every year, but it, it's that, that on this day, our important day, we hear about prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. I'll talk a little bit about it. Like we know it, but just maybe see, see what the Holy Spirit stirs in your heart. I've heard it said that prayer, prayer doesn't help your relationship with God. Prayer is your relationship with God. That to pray is to be in, it's like, you know, to talk to your friend, that is the relationship, right? That's the relationship we have. Uh, Someone said once, you can pray or you can sin, but you can't do both because sooner or later, one pushes out the other. You can pray or sin, but you can't do both because eventually one, and usually what usually happens is our sin pushes out prayer. And we find ourselves like, man, I have not talked to God much recently. I've been in confession in a while. And it's like, you know what? That's great. That awareness is great. Now we turn back to prayer. The answer to sin is prayer and turning back to God. And so every day, how about 10 minutes? And it could be reading the gospel for the day. You just look it up online. It could be just reading through a gospel, like read a chapter a day. You could do Father Mike Schmidt's Bible in a year, you know, like while you're walking to class, you could just listen to the podcast or something. Or you could pray a rosary or even just a decade of the rosary on the way to class. You know, everyone's got their ear pods in anyways. No one's talking to anybody, you know, might as well, <laughs> might as well pray or something. Um, or before you go to bed, pray, uh, stop and thank God for three things. Three specific things from the day, and just like thank God and talk to God about that. You, can, you don't even have to be on your knees. You could be lying down, you know? Um, or we're doing this, there's students leading Lenten Bible studies. If you're not in a Bible study, like, it's a great way to grow in faith. You're like, I don't even own a Bible. I don't even know where to start. And like, that's, that's why people do this. And it's just for Lent, and so is it worth a try? For the next five, six weeks, you can fill this out and drop it in the basket. Could be a great start because heaven, heaven is being an eternal relationship with God, but we don't have to wait to heaven to have that relationship, to have that peace. And I think that's what we want in, in our world. Somebody's telling me um, this parish in Phoenix, they're like, Father, we're baptizing like 13 people. I'm like, wow, that's awesome. What, what happened? What do you think it is? And they're like, honestly, I think it's the craziness of the world. I think people are like, are we starting World War III? Are we, you know, maybe not just around the world, but maybe in our own political cycle coming up this year? Like, is, like in the midst of uncertainty and stress, 
Our peace is only going to come from one place. And when we have him at the center, it doesn't matter what's happening around us, that we can walk with the Prince of Peace and know that it's going to be okay. Fasting, Jesus says, whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. That fasting is to voluntarily kind of take on a little suffering, if you will, which strengthens me when suffering comes to me involuntarily. It's, it's, it's why athletes train. It's, it's a, in the Alzheimer's book, they're like, if you want to be able to lift your bag into the overhead compartment when you're 75 years old, that when you're like 45, you need to be able to lift twice as much weight or something like that. It's like, and so the training we do now helps us to be able to handle the difficulties that we don't even know are coming our way. And so here's, well, here's a couple of suggestions. One is um, the discipline of not hitting the snooze button. And so instead of hitting snooze, within two minutes of waking up, do 30 push-ups. It's just an idea. Let me know if you try it, all right? So if you can't do 30 push-ups, do what you can. You'll get to 30 by Easter, right? Here's another idea. Um, cold shower. I know it sounds crazy. I know it sounds crazy. So if you don't like it, don't worry about it. But the idea is, Wim Hof has this whole method, but the idea is that after a few seconds and you breathe, firefighters practice with this, um, that they go into very stressful situations and so they practice with this cold water thing to remind themselves, I'm gonna be okay. That I can face this really difficult thing and I'm gonna be okay. And after a few seconds, literally just seconds, you're, if you breathe, your body relaxes and you're okay. You're like, it's just cold. I'm gonna be fine, it's just cold. But the willpower, what happens internally is what I found this in my own life when I've done this, is when, I have, when I'm willing to do that, something I don't have to do, but when I choose to do that, that everything else I do that day is 10 times easier. That I'm willing to have that awkward conversation with that person that I've been avoiding I'm, I'm willing to face that assignment that I've been putting off, that I'm willing to forego whatever, dessert or soda or that extra beer or what, like, does that make sense? So when, when we have the courage to do the hard first thing in the morning, that it, it actually strengthens our ability to do the hard the whole day. You don't have to believe me, but try it. But some sort of thing that yeah, it's, just, it's about doing the hard to give me the strength to face the hard later. So, just an idea. Prayer, fasting, almsgiving. Almsgiving, Scripture says that almsgiving atones for sins. Okay, what does that mean? It means almsgiving has a way of cleansing the heart like nothing else can do. Because what is sin is about selfishness. It's about doing for me. And when I, give, when I give my hard-earned money away, or the money I don't even have, but somehow I got it, like, 
that is a selfless act. It's practicing a muscle within us that's really good for us. Like, it's hard. And so maybe just a, a thought, a suggestion would be give 10 bucks away a week. Well, who do you give it to? I don't know. Ask the Holy Spirit. God, show me who I'm supposed to give it. Like, literally put 10 bucks. We don't carry cash. Find 10 bucks, put it in your pocket, and carry it in your pocket until you give it away. And, and see what that does. Feel the joy. Like, man finds himself in the sincere gift of self. That by The paradox of the Christian life is that by giving ourselves away, we actually find ourselves. By, by giving away in love, we discover what love is. But we don't, we don't... Do you see how all these things are actually really good for us? Like this prayer, fasting, almsgiving... It's our own little routine. It's, the, it's God's way of every year getting our attention to say, I love you. And these are the exercises, if you will, that are going to save you. They're, they're actually going to lead you to greater happiness. That it, it facilitates God saving us. And so at the end of the day, it's not about perfection. I, the readings this week spoke to me. They said, let your perseverance be perfect. Not let your, sinful, your lack of sinfulness be perfect. That doesn't exist. Let your daily discipline of prayer be perfect. I, I don't know if we're going to do that. But if I can persevere day after day, we're going to get there. That in, in the words of Monsignor Shea at our focus conference this year, he said, if we don't give up, we win. And so Lent is our invitation to turn back and to just keep going, keep going, to persevere that our will over how we feel. And if someone today says to you, hey man, you got some dirt on your forehead, you can say, thanks, appreciate you telling me. Um, and it's Ash Wednesday, and this is a public acknowledgement that I'm a sinner, but I have a savior who's saving me. <laughs>